Colin had a problem and a microphone to spare. Thomas took it up and so the podcast went to air. For weeks and months they trolled through every single DVD. They've unwrapped all the ones they can and now they're cellulose free. Now they're cellulose free. Hello dear listener and welcome to Cellulose Free. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. What you been up to? Um, well, somewhat less impromptu this time. I was stabbed again. Um, this is becoming somewhat regular. Uh, because I was stabbed this week too. Right. Twice, in fact. Huh. On the same day. Really? Yes. But we're talking about you. So. Yes, we are talking about me. <laughs> I, so you had a vaccination. Yeah, I did. Which brings our household up to five fully vaccinated and three uh, their first shots. Mm. So yeah. in but about fully, two and a half weeks. <laughs> fully vaccinated until the government decides everyone needs a booster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is not going to surprise me at all. No. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, right, so you were stabbed. Yep, I was. You had the jab. Yep. Anything else exciting? Um, played video games. <laughs> um, Anything else I, exciting? I, I, I played through um, AI the Somnium files, which uh, some some heavy stuff in there. A lot of blood. Right. Yep, there's a lot of blood in that game. Um. Speaking of a lot of things, there's a lot of wind in the background. We do apologise for that. Yeah, there sure is. Yeah, it was a, an, an interesting story. I couldn't be bothered going through the, the timed puzzle elements, so used a walkthrough for that. But mm-hmm. the story was good, so that was fun. And then, having received all but one of the achievements, the last achievement, getting all the other achievements just didn't unlock so that's a shame wow so it's a bit like uh just prior to recording thomas was playing uh, some game on his ipad and he won and simultaneously got sent to jail yeah monopoly solitaire oh it was Mm. monopoly solitaire Gee, I, I had visions of this uh, <laughs> incredible, complex no, game. But, no. But you were sent but, to jail at the same time as winning, and it crashed the game. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> well, you know what you need to do is you need to stick your iPad on a table and then turn the table upside down. Just... <laughs> With vigour and force, as you do when the game of Monopoly frustrates you. This iPad has taken enough beatings, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, anything what about else? you? What about me? Okay, yeah. well, yes, so I had the double stabbing. I had a stab in the finger, uh, which drew blood, which got stuck into a haemoglobin analyzer, and uh, my haemoglobin was great. So they jabbed me in the arm and... Took lots of plasma out of it. They suck the blood out and the machine uh, separates the plasma from the rest of it and then it pumps the rest of it back into me with some saline solution. 
Right. And uh, it does that back and forth a, a number of times until they get uh, almost a litre of plasma out of me. <laughs> they take the plasma out and then they give you back everything except the plasma? That's right. Right. Yep. It's pretty clever. Which means that uh, because your body creates plasma fairly rapidly and uh, so that's how I can donate plasma every two weeks. Right. Whereas if you're just donating blood, then it takes your body a while to restore everything that's taken out of you. So you can only donate blood every uh, three months. So Right. Big difference. Mm. Yes. So I did that. I've been wandering around... Uh, Hobart taking photos of interesting buildings in a yep. an interesting suburb called Glebe. Uh, it's got uh, a number of uh, historic buildings in various states of condition, and and just mucking around with uh, the images that I've grabbed and yeah, just right. having a bit of a laugh, a bit of fun. Other than that, I mowed the lawn yesterday. Mm-hmm. Finally, I'm sure there were snakes in there. There were. <laughs> There was certainly my spirit guide uh, was wandering through there. I nearly ran over a skink, which would have been upsetting, but I didn't. He managed to run away. Other than that, no, nothing much. For those wondering, I restarted the app and was rightfully awarded the win. Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The end. The end, good. All right, let's get straight into it. We have a film to watch. We do have a film to watch. Which, uh, during the week, I've been becoming more and more nervous about how this is going to uh, go down. I'll be looking nervously uh, in the corner of my eye to see how much you play Monopoly on your iPad. (laughs) All the movies on. Um, What is the movie we're watching? This movie is starring and directed by Mel Gibson, Mm -hmm. The Man Without a Face. Which is based on a young adult novella by Isabel Holland. Wikipedia page calls it a novel. Well, let's put it this way. If you've got a wobbly table and uh, you stuck this under the table leg, it would probably still wobble. It does uh, deviate from the book slightly, but this is neither here nor there. Please, pray tell, what is the plot synopsis of the movie uh, that is Mm. written on the back of the DVD case because uh, it's not streaming anywhere? Right. Mm. Justin McLeod is a former teacher who, after having his face and his body terribly disfigured in an automobile accident, has taken to living alone in a big house in an island off the coast of Maine. McLeod works as a freelance artist, who undergoes the humiliation of being shunned by his neighbours. McLeod keeps to himself and wants nothing to do with his neighbours. It... it Ed, it's, it, it's not well written. No, is it? no, no. no I, see, I recall having these problems. I was just thinking uh, he lives in a, in a house in an island. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> I don't know what this says about the film, but anyway. <laughs> but one day, an adolescent boy, Chuck Norstart. Norstat. Norstat. Yes. yes. Comes knocking at his door, desperate for a tutor. At first suspicious, McLeod gradually warms up to Chuck and they become pals. But their burgeoning friendship is frowned upon by Chuck's family and the local police chief, Stark, because of rumours circulating that McLeod had a record concerning child molestation. This piece of gossip threatens Chuck with the loss of his teacher and a new found friend. 
Yeah, so a, a bit of a coming-of-age gut-wrencher. We're going to stick the disc in the player. We're going to watch it, and we'll talk about it on the flip side. Turn to side B. Got nothing for you, you mongrel. So what did you think? It didn't work for me. No, it's not your film, is it? No. No. And I am actually surprised at how poorly it has aged. It has been Mm. possibly 25, 26 years since I saw it. Because I I don't think I've sat down and watched the DVD. Right. I had it on VHS Mm -hmm. and watched that a number of times. And watched it numerous times at the cinema. And then did the changeover when it came out on DVD so that I could get rid of the Mm -hmm. VHS copy. The reason I say that is that there is a sanity receipt in there from uh, Uh 2007. Um, And sanity were of the taking discs out and sticking them in sleeves type of Mm -hmm. deal. So it wouldn't have been wrapped when I bought it. There are bits that remind me of why I had such a passion for this film. But there's also some very, very clunky bits yeah, that um, I had forgotten about. <laughs> the script is not good. No. I'll, I'll come right out and say the script is not good. <laughs> yep. I did not enjoy the script. Mm-hmm. I find it hard to be motivated about the main character. Because mm-hmm. I don't understand why anyone would ever want to go to a military academy, to be honest. <laughs> no, no. Um, did he really want to? Th- I mean, he had mixed uh, reasons for wanting mm. to. Um, and and the, the number of husbands uh, that his mother had... Uh, <laughs> it was a, a very dysfunctional... <laughs> household to say the least and i think part of the motivation was to get away from that we go away and come back several years later and she's with yet another (laughs) yeah but i do still have a a soft spot for it yes the script is clunky but for a first time actor nick style did a absolutely amazing job and that being said I hadn't recalled how clunky Mel Gibson was in this. I thought his <laughs> his acting was uh, was fairly average. Mm. Admittedly, he was directing at the same time. This was his first directorial mm. debut, which is don't act in your directorial debut. No, <laughs> don't do it. No, there were certainly things that didn't work, but. There were things that worked for me at a level that I suspect didn't occur no. <laughs> with you at all. No. And I think that is the nature of... The, the vibe that I get is that coming-of-age films just don't do it for you. I... I don't know. It. It might be that I just keep not seeing good ones. 
Uh, yeah. Um, okay. I, yep. Yeah. There's <laughs> there's some some very interesting themes in this one, but it doesn't handle particularly well. No, I don't think. No, the era was such uh, on on so many different levels. The era was uh, both the era that it was made and the era that it was set in, and the yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> This this was actually yeah this was how the the entire week my brain was going through mm-hmm. this is how this film is going to end up yeah. <laughs> with yeah um, with, with very <laughs> I, I don't mm-hmm. even have that much to say about it is no. the thing yeah it just didn't work no fair enough uh, well um. it worked from <laughs> this is close as a uh, Margaret and David uh, right. <laughs> it's going to be. If it were Margaret and David, I would be David giving it three out of five stars. No, no, that's utter nonsense. This film was Drek. One, one out of five. That's harsh. Uh, no, you you no, can I... catch uh, Man Without a Face, well, pretty much nowhere. Mm. Um, it's sort of... <laughs> I can't say that it's showing at, at cinemas now. No. Uh, it's not showing on any streaming services. No. no. one. And the DVD one, transfer was pretty average, too. One star implies that it's a bad film. It's not good. I will say it's not a good film, but I don't know if I would go so far as to say that it was a bad film. Right. For me, it's more average than I remembered mm. it. Quality descriptors... Are hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As an aside, Thomas gave up giving uh, a, a numerical score to our family movies uh, many, many years ago. <laughs> Where's the nuance? <laughs> well, I think we got it today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right then. Yeah. Um, score numbers. Just. It's, what? 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 What are they? They are. <laughs> they are what they are. <laughs> so I'm curious, as far as essay marking is concerned, well, is that just as trivial? Is it so, is a 70% or a, a well, 50% mark just as... The trouble is objectively scoring anything along those lines. Okay, so it, it checks all of these boxes... Mm-hmm. Do I agree with them? No, no, that's not really relevant. Uh, but have they made a reasonable argument? Uh, okay, give, give it to them. If it's an art exam essay, if they've used subtle nuance and juxtaposition somewhere in the essay, then they at least pass. Subjectively, I don't care for this painting, but objectively it's good. <laughs> um, all right, then. Oh, dear. We might as well just move on. Over to this segment, then. The following segment is probably really boring. Ah, we had some lovely discussion over Facebook and Discord. We have. Yes. And very much appreciated. Uh, Got quite a bit of a chuckle uh, out of the conversations that were going on. Uh, Dear listener Adam, I wish to go on on record. Uh, You may... Recall last week me uh, vocally uh, tearing strips of a certain person invading a uh, recording session and uh, 
<laughs> and, and I knew full well that that person was likely to listen to the mm-hmm. podcast. It was all done in jest. <laughs> it was indeed. Uh, dear listener Adam, who was the culprit, and he he, he owned it. Mm. Mm-hmm. In fact, he went so far as to bring to my recollection the fact that he, he even unwrapped a lolly wrapper in between your recordings. <laughs> So very uh, helpful. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, he was good. Uh, <laughs> yes, Adam and not Sir Elton John. No. <laughs> uh, and then there was some lovely discussion back and forth relayed through me. Yes, uh, so uh, most of you would not have seen this. Entuos Fratu uh, had a, a bit of a chat back and forth through me to Colin about movie technology and speakers and things being under floors. And, yes, yes, the, 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 the vibration of which can, can cause things to fall off shelves. Mm, the the off-maligned sense around that lasted, what, five, five, four, five films? Four or five films, yes. <laughs> and purportedly did uh, a fair bit of damage to mm. uh, certain cinemas that just weren't built for the base. Eventually, uh, such films would only be shown in single-screen theatres. Yes, the the uh, movie that that I watched was Battlestar Galactica, which it's really hard to tell where it actually received a theatrical release because it was a recutting of the first couple of episodes of the TV series. But it was filmed in such a way that it could be cut for a a theatrical release, and they added the gimmick of having a sense around. Down at the bottom, sensible from head to sternum? (laughs) Ear to sternum. Yes. Um, And I, uh, in... 1979, um, I was 11 at the time, (laughs) saw this at the cinema, and the cinema did, in fact, temporarily remove some seats in certain sections of the theatre and had the sense-around speakers put in, which were just big bass subwoofer frequencies that uh, really, uh, you didn't hear it, you felt it. It would go right through your body, and uh, it, it was quite an event but uh, the mix was questionable because Lorne Green one of the main characters had quite a deep voice and it it was quite disconcerting whenever he spoke uh, that you would feel his voice (laughs) Um, uh, almost more than uh, the climax of the movie is a large explosion much Mm -hmm. like the explosion of the Death Star fancy that (laughs) yes that was quite a a physical explosion experience, but long dream speaking was uh, quite bizarre. So a thank you into Nosferatu. Did I pronounce that? Good enough. (laughs) Good enough. And then, you know, uh, other ways of supplementing the theatre experience, like spraying them with water. Yes. um, At um, SeaWorld, I think it was... I wouldn't know, haven't been. It was either SeaWorld or Movie World that there was a 3D film. Well, it was a 4D film. 
mm. uh, because you wear your 3D glasses, but they'd also spray stuff into the air and, you know, you'd get mist of, of rain and, and things like that. What was disconcerting was that the 3D was done with two projectors Mm-hmm. And because it was such a short film, this thing would go through those reels over and over again through the day. And when a film breaks, as a general uh-huh. rule, if it's just a 2D film, yeah. you just splice out that that frame and you mm-hmm. barely notice it. But when that happens, because yeah, the film is going through lots and lots of times, yeah. uh, it tends to be stressed more frequently and you've got two that are being stressed more frequently and so you're having frames taken out in different spots and suddenly the 3d experience you've got things (laughs) out of whack and audio out of whack and yeah it was just really really bad i assume polarized rather than stereoscopic yes yeah yes light traveling at one angle yes both going in the same direction but but at a different... Yeah, if you <laughs> imagine Venetian blinds, mm. and so your, your left eye has the Venetian blinds horizontal and and your right eye has the Venetian blinds at, at a 45-degree angle from mm. from that, and then the projector does it through <laughs> a, a filter that, yeah. that, that keeps everything supposedly in the sink <laughs> yeah um but you tilt your head slightly and it all goes out of whack but it, with all of these frames missing from the left <laughs> eye and the right eye and not in the same place mm. it, yeah it just some weird 3d shapes coming out oh, no it, it just didn't work it was right. just, it was awful Anyway, yes, but that did have the extra experience of smells and sprays of mists and things like that. (laughs) Because the one thing you want while being disoriented is... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. Okay. I think that was it. I think that was it. Yes. Cool. Thanks for your input and giving us a good belly laugh during the, the week. Anyone who has seen uh, Mel Gibson's marvellous Man Without a Face, if you've got any anecdotes uh, concerning that, please, please send them in. Yeah. Let's move on. Pick a film for next week so we can go to bed. What a segue. (laughs) (laughs) And it's your turn. It is my turn. And you've got something planned. I do have something planned. What? I do. Wow. That's weird. Okay, so... We're it's coming of age film, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> we have ourselves... Oh, that's sort, right. Sort of a two-part ah. cover-your-face end-of-October festival here. Um, my part is not covering your face in fear. It is covering your face in shame, because I don't think... This is a very good film, but uh, <laughs> but but you have, have, I have picked a film it. that has a uh, distinct end of October. Well, <laughs> undertone. I don't think quite that far. I, I was I got as far as c- covering your face in shame or fear, and that was 
that was about as far as the themes went. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so yeah. it, it's a somewhat tenuous uh, link oh, to... Oh, very tenuous. To, uh, I'm, what, I'm, what is the season? I'm, I can't even, because we don't celebrate it in <laughs> Australia. The what? early third quarter non-denominational spooky festival. The Oxpookafest. Yeah. Um, what is it called? My bro- mind's Halloween. Going bl- Halloween. All <laughs> oh, Halloween. Oh, dear. My brain hurts. Okay, so what? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's okay. see if I can pick which uh, yes, Halloween okay. themed. <laughs> not even slightly. I'm going to be totally honest. It's not even slightly Halloween themed. It's just something I want to get out of the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, so, but was it on your list? It was on my list. Of yes. films you want to revisit. Mm-hmm. Is it on my list? Uh, doubtful. <laughs> It is on a list that it shouldn't be on. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, is... that list is uh, is very much out of date. Mm. Okay. Well, it's not on that list anymore. Excellent. Please, let me guess so, what it is. So, your, your first clue mm-hmm. is that it is something that the triplets have seen. Yes. Your second clue mm-hmm. is that... They didn't think particularly highly of it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, I guess after uh, exposing you to Man Without a Face, uh, I deserve uh, mm. some <laughs> kind of compensation. Um. Uh, the, the, the older ones have mm-hmm. also seen it and did not think particularly highly of it. <laughs> okay. The older of those two that mm. seemed to have absolutely hated it. Right. Just based on the the score <laughs> that was given. Wow. This film mm-hmm. is from 1979. Uh, 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 it has an uncredited voice role by Slim Pickens. <laughs> Uh, is that getting really annoying? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's uh, directed by Gary Nelson <laughs> uh, for for Walt Disney Productions. Oh, oh! It leaves a black hole in my soul. <laughs> it is indeed the black hole, <laughs> which has a very interesting story that I'll save for next week. Good. Yeah. Uh huh. It's about due for a remake. <laughs> Except uh, they won't be able to get Maximilian Schnell. Schell. 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 No N in there. There's, there's, no? there's an N in the first name, but not Maximilian Schell. I can tell you what the film's about. <laughs> okay. Tell yeah. us. Please. The USS Cygnus is perched precariously at the edge of a black hole. The vast, empty nothingness where space and time end. Anything that crosses its border enters a universe of the complete unknown. And so begins a story that only... Hold on. Um, Disney's film magicians could tell. Ed. <laughs> the, the, the transcription uh, reads, And so begins a story that only humanoids film magicians could tell. <laughs> And, and I can tell where they've gotten humanoids, because the next sentence continues, A story of robots and humanoids. Good. Of human genius and madness. And a spectacular descent into nature's ultimate mystery, the black hole. 
They, they were wearing their polarized uh, glasses whilst transcribing that and tilted their head slightly. It's particularly weird because the word humanoids isn't next to the word Disney's. It's just sort of down and to the left. I can see how they've done it. I just don't know how they've done it. <laughs> so this is 79. This is the same year, the Battlestar Galactica. Oh, dear. The good news... I actually went to see this at the cinema with my uncle. Right. Mm. The good news mm -hmm. is that it's a, a brisk 92 minutes. Wow. I thought it was so much longer. <laughs> uh, uh, look, I, I do... I need to stop saying look. Look. Now look. <laughs> I'm look, looking. look, look. I'm looking. Looking, 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 looking. Now look. <laughs> I have a soft spot for this film. <laughs> but I also had a soft spot. I have a soft spot. A soft spot for a man without a face. And uh, it may be a different spot. <laughs> um, so, yeah. We're going to watch uh, Disney's mm -hmm. answer to... Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> which was the which was Universal's answer to Star Wars. I think, I think it was Universal that bought the movie rights to the television series. They went halvesies with the money. I think, I think that'll come up. No, it won't come up next week because we're not talking about Battlestar Galactica. No, we're not. We're talking about the Black Hole, <laughs> which was entirely Disney. Mm. In the wake of several successful disaster films such as The Poseidon Adventure and The Towering Inferno. Or as, now was it Cracked Comics or Mad Comics did the Poop Side Down Adventure? <laughs> um. So anyway. Anyway. That's all next week. It is. We'll have, I think, a little more to talk about mm -hmm. uh, concerning next week's movie than uh, this week's movie. So you can all watch it beforehand. Mm -hmm. It'll if you've got access to Disney Plus, uh, it's certainly on there. Just waiting for your eager eyes and your eager ears to just lap up that wonderful soundtrack. Will stick with you forever. There's some John Barry work that I definitely like, and it's not in this film. There is some John Barry stuff. We hope that you can join us next week when we watch The Black Hole. But until then, we'll catch you next time. Bye. You have been listening to Cellulose Free. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Cellulose Free is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. We keep track of our extensive physical media collection through My Movies, which we highly recommend. You can find links to that as well as other places you can find us in the show notes. Cellulose Free is a High Hello production. Ooh, HD. The black hole in, in HD. Well, um, yes. On Disney Plus. That, that'll be higher definition than the DVD that I've got. Mm. Mm. It might be betterer. <laughs> Actually, it increases the chances of us seeing the strings. Oh! <gasps>
<laughs> Spoilers. Go away. Why are you still here? <laughs> Go home. And we'll talk about it on the flip side. Turn to side B. Got nothing for you, you mongrel. I'll head back to camp then. <laughs> no, have to walk. 